Hello, I'm George Sainsbury and welcome to Dog in the Spotlight. As always, we are joined by Lurie Cavallo-Phillips. Hi, George. Who is always on the hunt for that ideal dog. And we're also joined by friend and vet, Trevor Gertlock. Hey, George. Trevor, have you noticed how your introduction is almost so much nicer than mine? As in, you are friend and vet and I am Lurie. Yeah. I, I think what, because what is that about? I think you're not a vet, and no, you're you are a, a friend, Lori. Your friend, but you just have just not that a person cl- who turns up who doesn't want a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you do want a dog, you just don't want dog what you want. So, um, we're also joined by our live studio audience, Kath and Zach. Kathy and Zach. Larry said, let's make out they've won a competition. I, I don't think they've won any competition here. Uh, but, but, so Quite they the are opposite, here to actually. join. And they're going to be interjecting every now and then about our dog. They don't know that. I've literally just said that. They're looking at us like, what? I didn't realize I'd be talking in it. But they might have a little say. But we're going to be looking at um, one of my favorite dog breeds in this week's Dog in the Spotlight. And that is the Basset Hound. Ooh. And Lori, how can they follow us? So follow us on Instagram on Dog in the Spotlight, all underscores and subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. Brilliant. And before then, we have Dog in the News. In this week's Dog in the News, we're going to be looking at grooming in PetSmart and we've had many reports of things that have happened to their dogs when you've sort of given them over to PetSmart. Mm. Larry, do you want to tell us more about that? So this has been an issue which seems to have been occurring for quite a while because um, it's been reported on CBS News that PetSmart has been the um, cause of 47 pet deaths in the last decade. And this has been refreshed and brought back to the forefront because two days ago um, a lawsuit was instigated by a pet owner whose dog almost died as a result of grooming in PetSmart because they put bows around her ears or ears um, which then caused the circulation to be cut off and they had to go into surgery and this has been an ongoing issue with nail grooming leading to I, I don't know what that would lead to Trevor infections which then become quite fatal when you say pets you said there's 47 pets are you talking about dogs sorry yes dogs 47 dogs have died um, in the last decade which doesn't sound like a lot in a decade, but actually it shouldn't even be one dog. I know what you mean. Uh, you know, if you, you give your pet to a sort of a person you trust is going to groom, etc. Mm. But 47 over 10 years, you know, they could have an infection. Like grooming is a, a process that you could get a nick and the ears, etc. Et I think that it seems to be that there have been um, a significant amount of legal cases against PetSmart for substantial... Um, Errors which have been made in grooming and and um, and in the care of the dog whilst they're at PetSmart, and this leads back a little bit to what we were speaking about last week in terms of if you are buying from these stores, you have to think if they don't really question that much where the dog is coming from, and they really don't question where it is going. I'm not sure if I would trust their 
service or level of care in the animals they have. Thing is, I do think PetSmart they don't they don't sell puppies, do they? They they all they do they? I I I'm not fr- sure. I'm not sure they do what I've been in because I but I think they do do a service to grooming. Mm. Have you heard this before, Trevor, with PetSmart and everything like that? Um, there's definitely injuries that happen with grooming, and I mean you can imagine that. It, and hats off to groomers. I mean, in general, it is a tough job. You have dogs that are trying to, you're, you're trimming fur around their face, fur around their eyes. These dogs are not all friendly, right? And so it, it's a tough job. Um, and so, yeah, occasionally things definitely do happen. Yeah. Um, usually on the minor scale. Okay. So I don't want everyone to think that you, you shouldn't go to a groomer because this is a dangerous thing to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's reports and if there's repeated reports then obviously it warrants investigation mm-hmm. into what is going on and why are we having an uptick in reports at a facility. And yeah. I think in the, in PetSmart defense, they've got many shops all over the, mm-hmm. all over the U S and you wonder there's 47 in 10 in a decade. I wonder if you're an independent groomer, how many accidents do you have? Yeah. If it's just you? Because I think you're right, Trevor. I think you might have a dog that's sort of energetic or um, skittish and they might move their head. And, you know, when you're cutting round, like we had a mini schnauzer. And I remember my parents would like trim the schnauzer and I remember the cutting the eyebrows. And I used to think, God, if that dog just turned very quickly, the scissors <laughs> exactly. are in the eyes. Yeah. But this isn't... Um, injury this is death so it's something that is substantial that has happened to cause that dog's death for example it's giving an example here of um, perforated lungs broken ribs loss of circulation these aren't I understand that there will be accidents but these are deaths that have been directly linked and when you read the article in the news outlets did the um, PetSmart give any comment on it no they've refused to comment on this and I can understand like you were saying in terms of it being a wide brand store there may be lots of these cases but I think in the context of what we've been talking about with these pet stores in general yeah. I would really err on the side of caution yeah and I think you're right yeah quality control right you gotta know where you're bringing your dog and yeah it, it warrants questions at least mm-hmm. okay thanks for that Lowry and that was dog in the news week's dog in the spotlight we're going to be looking at the basset so basset hound so when i say basset hound to you lori what's your first thoughts so i think of droopy mcpoodle who apparently is a poodle (laughs) from tom and jerry but very much looks like the 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 very lethargic morose basset hound um and I love the Basset Hound. I think, again, in the same way that a sausage dog is quite comical to look at, um, I think the Basset Hound is the same. It's quite an endearing dog. I really like it. Yeah, they look like Muppets, right? (laughs) They're like a Muppet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I am so drawn to them. I love a Basset Hound. I just think their look... And as everyone knows, I do like the short-legged, long-body dogs. Mm -hmm. So it is literally fits all the criteria and those jowls and those jowls and those (laughs) massive ears just a fun fact they have got the longest reported ears of any dog breed Um, and i'll tell you more about about why they have those long ears but let's look at the history of the basset hound so there's 
a lot of contradiction of where the Basset Hound originated from. Now, Bassets usually originate from France, and there's lots of reports of it being originated from France. And originally, the Basset, the short-legged, the hunting dog, did come from France. And then different reports and research I do said the Basset actually sort of more developed in Great Britain with a cross of the bloodhound. That gives it its droopy look, mm. its long ears, etc. Um, and it's a dog which... So it was a dog which was favoured for the aristocracy, but also for, like, the peasants, the poor people where they were um, hunting. Because you could walk along with this dog. You didn't need to be on horseback when you were hunting with this dog. Because it's got a very... It's very got great stamina, but it's not a fast dog. So you can hunt while walking along with your pack of um, basset hounds. So as well as the aristocracy using it for hunting the people who couldn't afford horseback or horses, they could also use this dog for hunting. So it, ha- it was a very popular in the 18th century. And it was the 10th dog to be registered in the American Kennel Club in 18... 18- hmm. 1880 it was registered uh, sorry 1885 it was so it's the 10th dog ever to be registered so it's quite an old breed um and in america i feel like they've had a real sort of soft spot for it and so in times magazine there was a very famous picture of um the t- of the basset in 1928 and that's when it really struck up popularity and especially in the 1950s and then you had as you were saying there's a lot of um comical or comic drawings like in the uk we had fred bassett mm. um you, sorry larry what yeah, you no, it's, it's referenced quite a lot in popular culture isn't it in terms yeah. of cartoons and graphic design on certain you know homewares and yeah things. and it's even like hush puppies do you remember the yes. shoe i don't know in the u.s Absolutely. they have it but in the uk they have a, a shoe brand which is a very famous old shoe brand called hush puppies mm-hmm. um josh was saying he has some so obviously he, he is very fashionable, so they must be fashionable. Um, so the word basset, it comes from the French for low or dwarf. And it is low to the ground and the short um, legs. So then we're going to look at the features of the basset hound. So it's bred for hunting rabbits and hares. And you're thinking, why it's such a big dog? So it's got such heavy bones. If you dropped it in water, a bit like the French bulldog, it would just plummet to the, oh, no. uh, yeah, to the bottom. <laughs> so they're not the best swimmers, even though you see them plaid. Um, puddling around in um, sort of ponds but uh, nothing deep because they will drown however they've got great stamina they will follow a scent so they've got the second strongest nose or the best second best scent of a dog um, uh, uh, before the bloodhound and so why does it have its ears so when a dog puts its head down to the ground and it's sniffing the ears waft up all the scent as it's going down through all the sort oh. of foliage etc and also that's why it has its jowls everything is headed down to face the ground so when they're going down looking at the ground all the scents coming up they have got such a strong scent um sort what's the word um, an instinct to follow a scent mm. and they can follow a scent of like a rabbit uh, a fox that has been sort of 10 days old because of their strong sense of smell now great for hunting great for stamina the problem with this is as a family dog because they have such an instinct to follow a scent they become quite stubborn. They will follow a sound. Sa- <laughs> distracted, sm- yeah. Yeah, and distracted. And it's one of those dog breeds, they always say, keep on a lead. Now, I know in America, it's very 
key to you know it's a common state to keep dogs on a lead or a leash in the uk it's not it's very different we always talk about that don't we Lori? how it's very mm. different in the uk dogs aren't so much on leads no i think because i mean we have so much countryside and coastline etc i know america does as well but it, i think there's a culture of letting your dog go and run yeah i was always shocked when i moved here i was always like god why do you have to keep your dog on a lead all the time whereas in the uk you literally <laughs> let it off mm. and it runs not always run, runs wild but if you've got a basset it probably would run wild um it's the the recall's not very good. So again, if you're in the UK, you've got to have a basset that will come to its name. However, these dogs are stubborn. They're extremely hard to train. And I've known a few people who have basset. Um, Joshua has got a friend called Jamie who's got a basset. And she's also got a miniature Dachshund. So I'm in heaven when I go around and see them. <laughs> and the Dachshund's like, you know, very well behaved. The Basset is gorgeous, so friendly, but she said it is the most stubborn, naughty dog. And my great aunt had a Basset hound. And she said, they're just, they're cute, but they're just naughty. They're just a bit like, do their own little thing. So you've got to be quite experienced if you want a Basset hound, because they're extremely hard to train, um, because they've got such an instinct to hunt or follow a scent. Um, And also, intelligence-wise... They're not the brightest, no, unfortunately. They don't, they don't, seem like they they don't look. They, you know, brains and beauty don't always go together. And in <laughs> yeah, this case, yeah, yeah. With the I would say a basset is a bit of a beauty in my eyes, but it hasn't got the brains. It's 129th out of 138. Wow. Yeah. So it's a. Um, it's nearing. It's the it would be on my. If I was back simple. in the UK as a Senko, it would be on my register. Yeah. Um, uh, it's again, as I said, it's always been a popular dog, especially in the US and the UK. It's always been around. It's it's never. You know, we hear a lot of breeds that have gone through suffering extinction and then they come back up. Like the French Bulldog was on the verge in the sixties, and then it came up. It's always been around because of popular culture. It's been um, on poster boards. Um, companies have used it as advertising and it is the 39th most popular breed in the US and that's saying something considering how hard it is to train and to look after and actually have it as a dog Um, as I said the temperament is they are very laid back and some people say they're very good apartment dogs because they are quite lazy but they do need exercise. They do. They can walk and walk for miles. Um, one thing. So we talked about the nose and the jowls. Another thing which um, I researched is they've got quite a high tail, with a, usually with a white tip. And the reason mm-hmm. why they have a high tail with a white tip is so the hunters yep. in the long grass could see where the bassets oh, were. So it's like yeah. a little a white flag saying, hey, I'm over here, or <laughs> whatever. they. <laughs> I don't know what they would say. Um, so it is... So it has, it's funny how a dog breed, like, you don't even think about it, but how breeders have thought about everything, like the fact they have a high tail. Yeah, do it, so you talk about its ears kind of bringing up a scent. Um, do they actually touch the ground? I think so. Do they I, I, drag? I'm thinking I, they, def- they definitely, yeah, they definitely drag for sure. I mean, in the adult dog, not so much, but you see these puppies and they're some of the cutest puppies because they're tripping over their ears. They sort of are born with the ears as an adult, but the body hasn't caught up yet. Yeah. Um, When you go walking with them, from my point of view, I think if they use a dragon, I'd want to then clean them. Yeah. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. 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 I think, but also because they're smooth on their ears, they don't get matted. So for example, when I had a cock spaniel, he had very big ears and they would get matted if they're in the ground. These ones, where they don't have much fur on them, it's, the cleanliness, you just need to wipe them, etc. Okay. And that brings on to me, on to sort of the upkeep of the dog. So as we talk about their temperament, they're quite laid back. 
Um, they are big barkers, actually. They'll just, they like, they're quite vocal. Is, is it quite a low bark? Yeah, I, I find it adorable. But I think if I lived in the apartment, I'd, I'd be like, oh, Yeah, I think your neighbours would too. Yeah, um, but they are barkers. Um, and at the same time, they're... They they need exercise, but they are quite lazy. They're like couch potatoes. A bit like as we talked about the greyhound. Mm. But yeah. they can walk and walk and walk and walk. But as I said, when it comes to their um, looking after and uh, grooming, they shed. So this was a okay. big thing for me. So when I see Jamie's dog, who's Daisy, which is a gorgeous dog, you stroke it and you've got a handful of fur. Even though it's a smooth head dog, you literally have so much that fur in your hand and some people doesn't bother me again you know larry and i we're not into shedding yeah larry crosses off the list yeah right and, there and, with that yeah. statement and also they're a bit drooly because of their big oh, jowls yeah. and stuff like that <laughs> sometimes i think could i if i had a gorgeous big house i could probably forgive that because I, ju- I just find them adorable and i think their personality everyone you talk to um and I, it's because i i'm drawn to bassett so i always go up to their owners and i talk to them and they do say the first thing they say they are hard work okay. they are a hard work if you want them as a pet but they're rewarding everyone would say i wouldn't change my bassett i love my dog so much it, like even jamie our friend she says she's so naughty but she's adorable yeah. Yeah, I was telling you earlier, I was, at, I was actually at my doctor's office and he was talking to me about his Basset Hound. And um, I said, that's just an interesting breed. And he said, yeah, I've just always been attracted to the way they look. Um, but he said, naughty, naughty, naughty. And he and I inquired about what do you mean? And he said, this is a dog where if you turn your back and the door was cracked, this dog would be three blocks away. And I was intrigued by that because I always think of them as this lazy couch dog. But apparently when they want to be naughty, they're very naughty. Yeah. And as you said... The dog probably got a scent and took off with it. Yeah. And uh, funnily enough, everyone I've met um, who've got a Basset, they usually have them on their lead in the UK because they just said, we can't really let it off because once it's got a smell, it's so stubborn, it will follow this scent. You know, and if you're in the forest, and again, I suppose it shows what a great hunting dog or which it was bred to meant to be. And we've just tried to make it into a companion dog. that's true. Um, So now... I know for a fact, like, when we have those short-legged, long-body dogs, they do have back issues. And we're going to talk to uh, Trevor about the health issues of a Basset. Trevor. Yeah, I would say this is a relatively healthy breed. And so, unlike last week with the Golden Retriever, where I got long stares because of how much I talked, um, this is a quite healthy breed. So, I would say as far as uh, finances, this is probably mild, maybe moderate. Um, most of their problems tend to be external. So, those the cute things we breed them for, those ears, right? So, George was alluding to these ears and Lowry was talking about um, germs and those kinds of things. Because they have these ears that are big and they're floppy and it creates this nice dark warm environment they're very prone to getting bacterial and yeast infections of the ears and so they constantly have to be cleaned um, just as maintenance Um, and then they also their fur is very oily and so a lot of people report on smells and you can definitely yeah i agree smell these dogs when they come into the clinic Um, and then other things because of their cute skeleton they've got uh, joint disease and then intervertebral disc disease which was what george was just alluding to and then uh, a couple other things. So the the eyes are very saggy, right? So we call that an um, ex. Uh, oh my god, uh, extropion. <laughs> Anyways, they get these saggy eyelids that sometimes have to be repaired. Um, and then the last thing is they're known for having clotting disorders and glaucoma. 
So yeah. when you say saggy eyelids needs to be repaired, is that like a little facelift? What are you doing uh, with it? Kind of actually, yeah. So they take a little hunk of skin from underneath the eyelid to sort of tighten it up so that it doesn't sag and accumulate dust and debris. Because it's looking like a, like a 1970s actress in Hollywood. I think if you take <laughs> yeah. him to, take him to a bad surgery. Looks like Dolly Parton with those eyes. No, I love you, Dolly. I love you, Dolly. Um, but no, you do see those big like drooping eyelids and like. And you think they look yeah. a bit red. Yeah, and the same thing with bloodhounds. There's a couple other breeds that get it. Yep, and uh, and so we, you know, when you see it, it, it's cute. If we think about their saggy faces and how that's cute. But again, <laughs> if you've got this area that just accumulates dust and debris, mm. that can cause problems. So yeah. again, not a big deal for them, um, but it's something that they're known for. Okay. And uh, again, you're saying it's a healthy breed. Their life expectancy is 12 to 13 years, which to be honest, to that size dog is a good you know, solid sort of age, I would say, for a life expectancy of that breed. So thank you for that, um, Trevor. Now, before we go on to our celebrities and top dog names, we're going to be looking at the country's national dogs of each country. And again, I see everyone's a sigh from Lori and Trevor because they get everything wrong. But however... They can call a friend or ask a friend with Kathy and oh, yes. Zach. So, Lori, you're going to have Zach. Okay. 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 So, Zach, try and get near the microphone. Kathy, here. grab near the microphone. So, <laughs> I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Zach and Lori first. Okay. So, these the okay. um, uh, again, James McGarrigal, our T man, has um, or T boy. He has been researching some um, countries. The first country. Scotland. So, Zach and Lowry. Zach, what are you thinking? It's got to, yeah, it's got to be the Scottish Terrier. Well done. Do you know what? That's the first time in ages, Zach, that um, Lowry has got it right. So, Zach, well done you. <laughs> He so, got that you from know, my eye contact. Eye contact. All right, all right, all right Larry. I was uh, screaming it through my eyes. Okay, so, Kathy and Trevor, yours is Switzerland. Kathy, any idea? Kathy, have you been to Switzerland? I've not. Trevor, have you been to Switzerland? I have not, but I'm going to go with the... Do you know Kathy? No. I'm going to go with the Greater Swiss Mountain Dog. Okay. Oh. Kathy, have a guess, because that's wrong. Oh. <laughs> he took enjoyment out of that. Yeah, Did you see I that? know. Kathy, so have a go. Good. Have a he go, Kathy. He gives the easy one, and then he gives us the... I'll give you a clue, Kathy. In the 90s, there was a famous film, Something One and Something Two, named after a... Um, the, the dog, the film was named after a famous composer. He was deaf, he was German. Beethoven. And what dog was Beethoven, <gasps> Kathy? Uh, St. Bernard. Oh! St. Bernard, no. Well done. Kathy's been directed by Joshua to talk in the microphone one more time, Kathy. Oh, St. Bernard. Well done, <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> Do you know what? You two need to be on, um, on this show more now. You're doing better than um, they are, Lowry actually. and They're doing much better Trevor. Than us. Okay. This is the first one to get it, Okay. I reckon this is quite easy, I think. Mexico. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. <laughs> Zach said it first, then Lori, and then Lori, and they're both wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Joshua, you might have to do that, that laughter down because that was quite loud in the microphone. Can we get a clue? Um, he has no hair. Oh. No, do you want Lori's? Lori's no, literally. No, I don't want to give them the. the Lori's clicking of this. her fingers. She's looking quite red. Yes, she has been by the pool, but I think she's angry because she knows the answer. Kathy, I don't know. It's something hairless. It's not. 
Oh, oh. The Chinese, it's not the Chinese crested. Well, no. it's from Mexico, so I don't see how it could be the yeah, Chinese exactly. crested. Yeah, um, Lori? It is the Mexican hairless. That's it. Yeah, That's Mexican it. hairless. Yes. yes. Well oh. done. It was Lori and Zach. Well, well done, it was you. Zach. It, oh, oh, Trevor. I see what you're doing, Trevor. Trevor. And if you want to see any of the Scottish Terrier, St. Bernard, or the Mexican hairless, you can go on our Instagram account at dog in the spotlight or underscore. Anyway, so let's look at the celebrities who've had a Basset Hound. Now, I'm going to start with the first one. It was rumoured that George Washington was given a, a Basset Hound by Lafayette after the American oh. Civil War, uh, American Revolution. And Lori and I went to see Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And he was your favourite character in he Hamilton. He was my favourite. He was he, fabulous. He was fabulous. Anyway, that was just a little fun fact. So mm-hmm. George Washington... Um, and we have, and they, by the way, these have been found by our T-boy, James McCarrickle. So Elvis Presley, okay. David Arquette, Clint Eastwood, talks, yeah. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe. She had one called, I can't even read my writing. Oh, Hugo. Hugo. I think that's quite a cute name for Bassett It is. Hugo. I'm surprised no. that Marilyn Monroe didn't go for something flouncier. So Betty White also had one. But Betty White, funnily enough, because James went, have we done Betty White? And I said, Betty White also had a corgi. So she must like me, oh, like the low the short, body, long yeah. body um, short legs. Um, uh, so, and George Clooney had one called Millie. Okay. And Joshua Jackson. I don't know who Joshua Jackson is. Do you know who Joshua Jackson is? No. I think James just wrote that sports. down. Oh, it's, oh, James is just saying Dawson's Creek, Dawson's oh. Creek. Yeah, James was oh, one of those yeah. children. So, what are our dog names for a Basset? So, I asked James McGarrigal, and he said Roscoe for a boy and Betty for a girl. And Kathy, what did you choose, choose for a boy? I chose Winston. Winston. And why did you choose Winston? Well, I have very good friends that had a Winston, and uh, it just seemed like the perfect name for him. And you also, for a girl, what did you choose? Sassy. Why sassy? Uh, because they have the personality of being naughty. Sassy, a bit naughty. And Zach. Now, Zach, you chose for a boy. I chose Rodney for a boy. Why did you choose Rodney. I was trying to think of name. I, I think of this dog as kind of a droopy, sad character. So things like <laughs> oh. Rodney or Barry. I would think oh, oh, do you know what Barry was on my list? Oh, oh it was. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I've changed, I've changed for another sad name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for a girl? Girls was, again, thinking of like sad, droopy names. Ingrid, Bertha. And I'm not trying to offend. <laughs> sorry, Ingrid or Bertha. Yeah, I don't want to um, offend anyone with those names, but. Yeah. yeah, you're sad and you're drooping. Yeah, you're <laughs> sad and depressed, Ingrid and Bertha. Uh, Bertha, thank you for that, Zach. And Lori, your boy and girl name for a Basset. So I've heard lots of Bassets be called Watson, as in Sherlock Holmes's sidekick. Yeah. Um, but I've gone for Hastings, who is Poirot's sidekick. Oh, because you love. Who I do you love? love? Poirot um, or oh, Albert. Albert, yeah, I like Albert. Albie. And then for a girl, I've gone along the lines that Zach has with a kind of names. Deidre. Deidre. Oh, I like Deidre. Or Mildred. Oh, oh Mildred. I love That's those. <laughs> yeah. um, and Trevor? Carry on with a the theme for girls. I was going with Beatrice or something. Yeah. Somewhat unattractive. Mm. And then actually, funny enough, the boy name I had, I just... I, George was what I was going to come up with. And oh, when you said stubborn, naughty, simple, I thought... <laughs> 
It's perfect. <laughs> All right, Trevor. I'm going to change my smelly. Very smelly. Um, smelly. Let's, Joshua, can you make sure you edit that part? Um, anyway, so for a girl, I was going to have Beverly. That's okay. my grandmother's name, yeah. Is it? And for a boy, um, it's my middle name, so I don't know what I'm saying about myself. You said George, and it's my dad's name, Clive. Okay. I think Clive, a bit agree. like Clive. <laughs> Do you know what he has that song? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Yeah, um, insulting so many people. I know. I've ins- we've insulted. We've insulted Ingrid, Bertha. You've insulted me <laughs> with <news>. George <laughs> um, and Clive and Sorry, Beverly. Anyway, even though we actually adore Bassett. So, going back to our final question, Lowry. As you know, we've got we've got guests here. Let's find out what everyone thinks here, as we've got people here. So, Kathy, you've had a golden retriever, and we mentioned you in our last podcast about golden retrievers. Would you go for a basset? You know, or hearing I, what you've heard and what you make your previous experiences. I probably would not. Why is that? Yeah, because I am more of a golden girl. Uh, oh, Kathy. <laughs> Yeah. Far you, too young to be a golden girl, but no, yes, just a girl. Um, so, so you would you would just say no? I would say it's uh, it's yeah, this having a mind of its own. I think goldens are so easily trained and okay, and they're definitely right next to you. They're your companion, and basses seem a little more independent. True, I would say they can be quite aloof. Um, Zach, would you go for a basset if you had a choice? I also would not. Why is that, Zach? I just don't think that they're a good-looking dog to me. What? 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 <laughs> I think we're all a bit shocked by this. We've just said how gorgeous they are. And Zach has just said they're not as attractive. Okay. Um, is that the only reason why? Uh, mostly, yeah. I just, I just don't care so much for how they look. Okay, that's superficial. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Lowry, Bassett. Well, after hearing that they can be yeasty... Bacterial, smelly, stubborn, oily, (laughs) and shed. I don't think it's the dog for me. (laughs) Okay, Trevor. Yeah, I'm with both Zach and Laura. I'm not into the look of them. And I, yeah, just the smells and the shedding and the upkeep on the ears and those things. No, thank you. So I just, I, I probably would end up getting them. I just find them adorable. I know Josh was literally looking at me doing this. No, we're not. I think I would probably go crazy the fact that they shed and I would hate the fact that I couldn't take them off the lead. But I just think that they're, they're so comical and they're such personalities. And everyone you speak to has a Basset. Literally, I think they're driven by their personality and they excuse all their faults and etc. But again, I do think you have to be an experienced um, dog handler. So... I would love one, but probably in reality, I probably wouldn't get one. Well, you'd have someone to blame all your smells on, so it's perfect. I, do, I don't know where this Valid is actually. Point. I don't know where this is actually coming from. Oh, do you, really? Kathy? Really? Anyway, um, <laughs> I would like to thank Joshua, our producer, and jo- uh, James with our tea boy, and I'd also like to thank our guest Zach. Again. <laughs> he's not. He's not just our tea boy. Um, Jack and Kathy, our audience. Can I just say, James also did a bit of research for us. So he actually did a bit more than just the tea. And Lowry, remind our listeners. Follow us on Instagram at Dog in the Spotlight with underscores, and to subscribe to Dog in the Spotlight on your favourite podcast platform. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Bye.